What's up, jabronis? Welcome back to Two on Five, your one-stop shop for all your top five lists. I'm Drake. I'm Brett. And today, we're here to talk about something fun. Brett, what are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about fake songs. Uh, basically, today, I was messing around on the Twitters, as I am wont to do. And one of the trending topics today was this thing where people were listing their favorite fake songs from like movies or television shows. And basically what that means is it's a song that's purported to be by an artist within a show. Like an example that would be like on the show lost Charlie's character is supposed to be in this band that had a hit song called you all everybody. Well, you all everybody could be on one of these lists Spoiler: it's not, but that's the kind of thing we're looking for. So anyway, uh, this is different than like if you just pick a, a movie that's a musical and you pick a song from that because like, you know, all of those are A, made up and not real and B, like, no, like Rent is not a is not what we're going for here. We're looking at things that are purported to be by actual like musicians within these universes of the of these media that we're talking about. Yeah, I, the best way I can describe it is music that was written and produced as canon for the film that it's featured in. Um, mm -hmm. I had this argument with my wife this afternoon when she's like, what do you mean fake song? Well, Ashley, what I mean is Guns N' Roses use You Could Be Mine in the Terminator 2 movie. But that song exists on its own album. Uh, it's part of the Use Your Illusion 2 album, but it was like the theme song for Terminator, but it is not, it does not only exist in the Terminator movies. Whereas something like CB4's Straight Out of Low Cash is very much canon of the film CB4. Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist yeah. without the film. So that's yeah. what we're here to talk about today. Yeah. And like, I feel like as we go through the list, it'll make more sense. So, um, anyway, you'll figure it out. Yeah. We trust that you're all smart. Anyway, let's just get it going. Um, my number five is from the movie pop star. Never stop. Never stopping. Uh, it's the song two banditos. Uh, it comes out about halfway through the movie. Um, the main character, he is this pop star. The whole movie is a big, uh, riff on, just kind of making fun of Justin Bieber and his never say never documentary that they, that he made. And anyway, at this point, the main character, Connor, needs to have a comeback. So what does he do? He brings on a rapper and uh, the song is called two banditos. It's just them being ridiculous. They're dressed up in like almost mariachi outfits, just with big old sombreros. And they're talking about how they're two banditos. And by the end of it, they're talking about how they're cute little kittens and I mean, it's the Lonely Island guys. So it's just, it's hilarious, but it's also musically really on point. Um, I think it's super funny, but I also will just listen to this in my car and turn it up as loud as I can. So that's why it's on there for me. I rock this entire soundtrack on a regular basis uh, for the same reason. Like it's, it's just good. Um, it's very funny. The Lonely Island guys do a great job of producing high quality music. That's also super funny and enjoyable. Um, I feel like we could have probably done a top five list of just lonely Island 
shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably still can at some point, but yeah. And, and I think Chris Red and his role in this is perfect. Uh, this was a really good role for him. He was fun to listen to, and it is just like two and a half minutes of silliness. Oh yeah, it's so goofy, but it's just fun to listen to, and like it hits. Like it, it. I mean, lyrics aside, it sounds like a rap song. Like if you, yeah, if, if you aren't analyzing what they're saying, you'd be like, oh yeah, this, this could. This, I could hear this on the radio, but then you listen to it. And like I said, they're talking about how they're cute little kittens and how bur- uh, banditos eat burritos while they're fucking bald eagles. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, it sounds like half the shit on SoundCloud now. Yep. Well, just better produced. But yes. Yep. So my number five uh, is a bit of a love song. And it, it's one that just describes love in the best way. Uh, My love for you is like a truck. And also what I want to know is, would you like some making fuck? Did that guy just say making fuck? I'm talking about Olaf's international hit Berserker from the film Clerks. Uh, Part of this for me is when this movie came out, you know, it, it was... I was the perfect audience for a Kevin Smith film. You know, it was silly. It was, you know, just edgy enough for like a 14 year old me to, you know, find some of the gross humor. Perfect. I I still find it perfect. Uh, But this was something that was kind of a phenomenon. Once the movie came out, I don't know how many times my friends and I would go back and forth with these lyrics. Well, yeah. And just start, singing berserker in the halls of the high school um it's super dumb it's super silly but it's unforgettable there's barely anything to it too like it's not it's is does it last a minute in the movie like i don't think so no it's there's barely anything to it and like and it creates that impression because it's just so bizarre and funny yeah it was one of the first songs i thought of when i started making this list and, you know, it's been over 20 years ago that I, I first heard this. Uh, it, it's just so goddamn funny. So if you haven't heard it, please go watch the film Clerks and enjoy about one minute of the song Berserker. And I hope you will understand. Yeah. Moving on to my number four, a little more serious, but uh, it's from the film Eddie and the Cruisers which was, if you're not familiar, a 1983 film about a fake band that uh, their lead singer disappears and he may or may not still be alive. And so it kind of uncovers their career and their unreleased music. Uh, The song that I picked is called On the Dark Side. Um, Pretty much the, the hit song from the film very Springsteen-y. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the whole the whole Eddie and the Cruisers film was basically a knockoff Springsteen and E Street band. But it's a really good tune. And also, it fits really well with the movie. And it's one of those that once you hear it, it's kind of stuck in your head forever. So the the style is not necessarily my favorite. But it's also something that I can't argue with like it's a really good tune and it fits the film well and 
it helps you enjoy the film even more. Yeah. Like I, I, you, you hit my major thing, which is just how Springsteen it is like, like just lyrically and thematically. And I mean, all the, the only thing is it's, it's obviously not Bruce Springsteen singing it, but other than that, like it sounds like something he would have written in his height. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a good song. It's, and it's exactly what we mean when we're talking about this. Like it fits that perfectly and it's made by this in universe artist. So, um, so my number four is another silly one because that is what I'm into. Apparently, uh, it's from the movie empire records. It is, uh, say no more, mon amour. It is by fictional pop icon, Rex Manning. Um, hell yeah. Like, uh, within the movie, uh, it's, he's, this guy apparently was a big deal and now he's washed up. And this is like kind of one of those almost like a comeback is, is kind of how I feel about like when I, when I'm watching the movie, it seems like they're trying to relaunch him, get him to stay relevant. And it's just sad. It's just like this guy, like they made a music, they shot a fake music video for it in the movie. And it's just this dude in like frilly clothes, like, fake seducing women on a beach and like the song is hilariously bad and I love it so much and everybody in the record store makes fun of it in the within the movie and they're all dancing to it terribly it's so good it's just so funny I didn't realize till years later uh how Hasselhoff the Rex Manning character is oh yeah you know I mean it's very much what if David Hasselhoff had ever launched a successful music career in america well yeah it's it's definitely just like uh a, a mixture of hasselhoff and david cassidy like that is yeah, what yeah. is going on there yep uh we covered empire records the soundtrack itself the proper soundtrack pretty extensively in our movie soundtracks episode so go back and listen to that uh if you want to hear more empire records stuff but rex manning as a character is something that because he was so goofy and dumb, uh, we can't help but s- we celebrate Rex Manning Day in these homes. <laughs> so we have no choice but to stand. Yep. So uh, anyway, we'll just keep it moving. Uh, my number three is from another comedy. Um, it's from the movie Walk Hard, which I think is just a brilliant movie that lampoons the musical biopics so well. But um, it's, it's a song called Guilty as Charged. Uh, that soundtrack is actually phenomenal because John C. Riley just rips it to shreds he does. the whole way through. And this song is actually one of the least funny ones on there. This song is darn close to basically like a mid-period Johnny Cash song. It's very much just him talking about how he's a badass and whatever. And there are seriously four other songs I could have picked off that soundtrack because, and they're funny. They're definitely funnier ones like let's duet or walk hard or whatever. But this one actually sounds like mute. Like they all do sound like music from that, but this is not almost non-joking. It's so well written. It feels quote unquote real. Mm-hmm. And it, it really helps bridge the gap. Like, yes, it's a silly movie, uh, but it, it also gives some legitimacy to, 
how on point that movie was with everything they touched. Um, I mean, I, I would argue Popstar did a similar thing with with the Beaver Doc, uh, you know, by having legitimate music. But this is a great example of somebody that we didn't expect to pull it off with John C. Riley. Like we knew he was goofy, but this really kind of helps show another side of him that, that makes you realize why he was such a good cast for, for this film. Right. And like just recently there was an oral history that was put out about Lockhart and he drove that movie so hard, like more like hard. he was just, yeah. So, but he was just so in the zone that it forced everybody else to kind of go along with him. And I just, I actually think Guilty as Charged is just a great song. I feel like you could almost sneak it onto an oldies playlist and people, and like people might not recognize that it's, you know, not from the sixties. Like it, it, it's right there. And considering it's being sung by a guy whose name is Dewey Cox, like that's high praise. So yeah, always going to be funny. <laughs> so my number three is a song from a guy named Adam Sandler. And kids, if you don't know this, Adam Sandler, before he did Oscar worthy performances in films like Uncut Gems, he used to pick up a guitar and tell dick and fart jokes mm -hmm. for like 20 years of his career. Um, and he was really good at it. And I, I imagine he's still good at it. He just does it less. Uh, but this was the first film of his where he got to kind of show off his musical ability. And, you know, every other film he had done, he had been this silly, goofy guy. But when you listen to all of his comedy albums, he's always been a musician. And this is the film that probably best blends his abilities as a comedian and a musician. And the song Grow Old With You is really just a, a pretty song. Um, it, it's a cute love song that, you know, is right at the climax of the film. But it's it's super sweet. I mean, it's something that gets covered on a regular basis legitimately by people. Um, and it's it's something that Adam Sandler would have never wrote outside of the wedding singer, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's what we mean is even this guy that is a legitimate musician would not have ever, uh, he was too busy telling Dick and fart jokes on his albums to write grow old with you, but he was able to put it into this film and, uh, you know, make something special. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a super sweet song. Like, and the, the way it's performed in that movie and like Drew Barrymore's never, maybe never been cuter than she is. Like yeah. she's just so sweet in that movie. And like that movie really captures the two sides of Sandler really well, like the, the rage, but also the sweet, the inherent sweetness. And then that song just kind of brings every, both all those things together. And it's just, it's just really well done. And it's just, it's a great, it's, it's a great song. Yep. So my number two, uh, surprise, surprise guys, but we've got a duplicate on our lists. Um, so our collective number two is from the film Euro trip. 
and it's a little ditty called Scotty Doesn't Know. And if you have not seen this film, I don't know where you were 20 years ago. Uh, please go see this film. Like it's, it's a dumb stoner comedy uh, about a trip through Europe, but it's, it's super funny. And this bit, this song comes up within like the first 10 minutes of the film. It's it's real quick. And uh, it's it- <laughs> led by a band or sung by a band that is led by Matt Damon on film. And the entire song is about how the least boy Scotty does not know that his girlfriend is banging the lead singer who happens to be Matt Damon banging the lead singer on the regular every Sunday. And it, it plays out. The, the song plays out in length through the film and you just watch Scotty as the realization sets in that his girlfriend is banging this other dude. And that song became like an instant hit over the summer. Like it jumped, it jumped out of that film almost immediately and was downloaded on every Napster and LimeWire server that could be had. Um, And yeah, like it's this super dumb song that everybody if if you say Scotty doesn't know everybody that has seen that film knows that song oh yeah well like like it's it's arguably arguably the best part of the movie oh yeah well and like it's funny because it becomes kind of almost a plot point within the movie because like the band apparently releases it as a single in the movie and it becomes like a euro hit and so it's kind of just following the Scott for Scotty all around like this trip. And he, like every time it comes on, you can just see he wants to die a little bit. And it's freaking the best, but that song works really well because I mean, it was written by, it was written by an actual pop punk band. Uh, Lustra, um, right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's just catchy as hell. I mean, it's, it's of that, of that style, that, that very, very poppy punk uh, ethos and it's just it's fun it's so funny and it is a quick hitter like i think it i think it's just a little over two minutes long and yeah. it's just oh i just i i legitimately love that song like the visual of matt damon doing what he's doing in that movie is hysterically funny to me like the tat like he's got like fake tattoos and just a ton of fake piercings and he is just going for it and i appreciate yeah. that because matt damon is a giant weirdo and people don't like to, I guess, acknowledge that enough. Super big weirdo. But like, even divorced from the movie, even divorced from that image, I think the song's a lot of fun to listen to. So it is. It, it came out at the perfect time, uh, you know, at the height of the pop punk craze. Oh, right. And so, like, it just it fit perfectly into mainstream media and. Yeah, it was something that you heard on every at every college party that you went to. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, it's just it's still so good. Like I I will yep. go, I will probably listen to it tonight. Anyway, uh, we're up to the number ones already. Yeah. Um, my number one is that thing you do. Uh, it's from the movie that thing you do. I think this is maybe the best example of what we're, of what we've been talking about the whole time um mm-hmm. the the movie itself is you know it's it's about a fake band 
that supposedly had a hit back in you know the, the 60s and like the song itself sounds from the from the period they play the song probably 10 times in the movie so like you you get an earful of it but it's just it's really well done like it goes hand in hand with like i just i really love the movie it's like tom hanks directed it and it's just really well done that way and i think that the song like i said earlier with like guilty as charged i think you could sneak this in yeah it's uh my one criticism and this is more the film than anything is that you you hear it so many times like you can't escape the song throughout the film but i that also plays into the plot too like you know Mm -hmm. they're tired of playing the song too but no i I think it's a, a great example of what we're trying to talk about here i mean the it was the title of the movie um you know, they crafted an entire plot around this band and, uh, yeah, it, the Oneaters, it, the Oneaters, it, it, it nailed it. So my number one, um, is why are you laughing? I love this fucking song. Um, well, first of all, because it's like the most hilarious song title ever. It, it is. It is. 2005 was a different time. My number one is from the film Hustle and Flow, and it is a song titled Whoop That Trick. Yeah. Uh, Why am I laughing? If you're not familiar, Hustle and Flow is a film that came out in the mid 2000s produced by MTV. And this was one of those times where I got hopeful that MTV was going to go back to producing quality material. Uh, They didn't. Newsflash. But. Hustle and Flow was a great film. Three Six Mafia won an Oscar for producing It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp, which is probably the most popular song from the film. Uh, Absolutely. It is. But Whoop That Trick, uh, for me, is what I enjoyed most about it was watching this song grow throughout the film. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's a scene where a DJ played by Terrence Howard goes over to Anthony Anderson's house to convince him that he is ready to be a rapper and producer. So he shows up with this little child's keyboard to play him the beat and start building the song and to watch the two of them work together and to watch Anthony Anderson lock in like you can see it in his eyes as he starts to hear and feel the song you know, be created uh, is really a, a great few minutes of film just to see their excitement. And then the two of them are rapping and dancing in the kitchen and Anthony Anderson's wife comes in and is, is just appalled at them <laughs> singing whoop that trick in their upper middle class kitchen. Uh, but yeah, like honestly, it, it's kind of like what my wife reacts to a lot of like, the rap, some of the rap music I'll be playing, and she's just like, "What are, what are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's obviously I, I relate to that moment. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, but it it is problematic, but it's also it also works with the film, you know, considering the plot. So uh, I'm not trying to 
give it a pass for being disrespectful. I'm just saying that it's on point for the character. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun to watch that that moment when the song is born. And I, I think this is a great film anyways. It's currently available on streaming and I plan on watching it another couple times this month. So if you haven't seen it, please go check it out. Yeah, the the music and like just this song's great, but like the music just in general for Press on Flow fucking rules. Like it's it's awesome. You can tell that they were like, hey, we have access to three six mafia. Let's figure out what we're going to do here. Right. And that, and that was just a super smart choice. And I mean, there was a point there, there was a point in time when you could say that three six mafia had an Oscar and Martin Scorsese did. Yeah. And that was a, that was a weird time. Yeah. I mean, he finally got his Oscar for The Departed and whatever. But um, yeah, like this song is super fun to listen to. And I guess, I guess it's problematic. I, it, I, it depends on how serious you take it. I think, you know, right. But no, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's very, very, it's very, very funny. Like, but not in a joke. I, I don't know. It's, it's funny, but not in the same way that like some of the comedy songs we were talking about earlier if that makes any sense. So. Yeah. And, and I think a, a big part of that is, is three, six coming through. Uh, I mean, you know, when you think of three, six mafia, like there are some grimy, gnarly beats and they're excellent, but then you get some lyrics at times that, uh, yeah, yeah. Like you can't help but laugh and then look around and make sure that nobody saw you laugh. That's, uh, that's, that's three, six mafia guys. So I, I feel like a lot of that griminess came through in this film with the way the music was produced, um, you know, and even the way it was portrayed in the film. And this for me is is the pinnacle of that. Well, that's that's our top fight songs, kids. Um, hit us up on the Facebook group. Let us know yours. We're curious. Yep. And we're always down for more suggestions. So keep them coming. All right. We'll catch you later. All right. Take care, guys.